Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM Marketing Network Lead customers build their businesses and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now on to our show with your host, Peter Mingles. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. Buildingfortunesradio.com was started by me towards the tail end of 2012, beginning part of 2013, because I wanted a platform to be able to have some conversations about home-based businesses, MLM, network marketing, affiliate programs, all those types of things. And sincerely, sometimes the messages that I have are those things that need to be said but aren't always very popular. So uh, when I first started in the home-based business arena, my background was in direct sales and direct sales management, so I had something to compare it to, and I had success in those degrees. For those people that are unfamiliar with my background, I started off as a manager trainee, more or less right after college, with a company called Electrolux, and if they would have told me it was Electrolux vacuum cleaners on the interview, I probably would have never showed up. I shouldn't say that. I I I, I shouldn't say I probably would have never showed up. I would have never showed up. But the gentleman who did the interview uh, did a nice interview. His name is Joe, and I won't mention his name here because he doesn't need the attention. So Joe interviewed me and told me about the opportunity, and eventually I did find out it was selling vacuum cleaners, but I was willing to do that anyway in their training program, and I was an assistant manager after my second full month. Um, I don't have an, an accurate remembrance of the exact amount of money that I made in the second month, but with prizes, however you're going to calculate those, I want a trip, um, and a few other things. It was somewhere between ten and $12,000 for the month. So in my second full month, I made ten or $12,000, believe it or not, selling vacuums, mostly door-to-door on Long Island, New York, and uh, with no help or no training. Now, I think a few of my relatives did buy some because they were on sale, and I think I bought a couple just to put me over the 50 that I needed to win the trip that I had. I sold 54 in that second full month, but I really put the pedal to the metal to see if that was going to be something I'd be able to do, and I figured if I could do that in my second full month, I probably could make even more money as a career, so I stayed with it. Ran an office after six months. New Hyde Park, New York, for all those people on Long Island. And I got flushed down the toilet, wound up losing 1500 bucks for the whole entire month. I broke a sales record that that branch had my very first month. I actually owed the company $1,500, which was really interesting, about a P&L statement. So I've been up and down all over the place in the direct sales world, and eventually I became a regional manager. That's what made me leave New York on my way to Chicago, and then eventually an area vice president which was 96 different offices around the Midwest. So my background was pretty solid in direct sales and direct sales management. And the only time I really took a decrease in pay is when I was on a guaranteed salary as an area vice president. I actually took a decrease in pay when they put me on a guaranteed salary. So for people like me that like to be paid and promoted based on performance, that was my gig. Well, when I came down to Florida, one of the reasons why I did that is because I wanted to kind of redesigned my life, if you will, and there's a couple of steps in between that had happened, and I'll get into that some other time. That's not the whole purpose why you're here. I'll just kind of explain to people a little bit about my credibility on this whole concept that we're going to be talking about next. Well, when I came down here, I knew 
that the most amount of money I ever made was in uh, the company called Electrolux at that time, and they introduced an MLM compensation plan called Superlink, which nobody knows about because you weren't around at that time most likely, and if you weren't involved in that company, how would you know? And it was a really crappy MLM compensation plan tacked on to a very good direct sales compensation plan. And uh, anyway, that was one of the reasons why I did as well as I did and got promoted. And uh, when I left, I said, you know, that MLM thing, although I didn't know that much about it besides the introduction that I had in the little micro-universe I was in, when I came down here, I was introduced to a gentleman who asked me about MLM, and I said, let's go for it, let's take a look, and we did some research. And that's kind of like how my MLM career started. I flew up to see Dr. Charles King, who taught at the University of Illinois in Chicago. Dr. Charles King, you know, God rest his soul, he's been deceased for a, a year or two or three now. And um, I became an instructor at that university course. I guess I could say I'm the most certified network marketer on the planet because not only did I go as a student, but I attended and got the certificate and the pictures to prove it. But I say all those things only because when I had the opportunity to look at the way MLMers do it, there was a lot of criticism that I had. I saw people say things like, oh, it's easy. All you do is you get two, you get two, you get two, as if you push buttons on like a calculator two times two times two, and you keep pushing buttons, and that's the way it's built. So that's not the way it works. And they would say, it's easy. Anybody could do it. All you have to do is talk to your friends and your relatives. And I said, well, I don't know what friends or what relatives they have, but I remember from my vacuum cleaner business, I didn't want to talk to my friends and my relatives. Number one, how the hell am I supposed to build a career for you know 20 years off of the number of friends and number of relatives I have? If I don't go out there in the cold market and find new customers, I'm going to run out of people to be able to sell to. So I saw a lot of criticism in this industry. And I'm one of the reasons why we have Building Forges Radio is because a lot of people in this industry don't want to talk about this industry. But if you're planning on making it a career or more, then I think you need to know everything about the industry, the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you were to use those expressions. So there's plenty of criticism. Now, by the way, there's plenty of praise I probably learned more about health and nutrition as a result of the MLM industry. I probably learned more about tools and systems and the importance of it than it is in the MLM industry. I learned more about duplication, probably more so in the MLM industry. I learned about leveraging global businesses in the MLM industry. I learned a lot. I've been a company owner. I've been a lead generation person myself, and I'm mentioning this only because some of the people that might be listening for the first time may have been referred here by someone else, and you don't know who I am. So for 12 years roughly in the direct sales, for way more than that, over 20 years, I've been associated with this industry, been the president of the Distributor Rights Association, the A&MP. I told you I was certified to work at the uh, University of Illinois in Chicago with Dr. Charles King during a certification program. I've shared the stage with a lot of different people and met some of the best people that I've ever met. I've met some of the worst people I've ever met as well in this industry. You'd expect that, right? But the reality is, is that there are some things that are going on that I just wanted to put to rest. And I brought a guest, and he's going to start speaking in just a little bit. But I brought this guest because he's a customer of ours, and he knows who we are and what we do. And I have a huge level of respect for him and the company and companies he's worked for before. And I know he's honest and he can tell the truth. And we'll share with you some real things that are happening really in his business. But there's some things going around in this industry that we're going to focus on on this call. Now, we can talk about a lot of things, but the ones I want to focus on on this call is about a comment that I hear um, people like Robert Fitzpatrick, 
who wrote one book and became an expert. And I like Robert. He doesn't know I like Robert, but I like Robert. Robert seems like a good guy. He makes a lot of really good points. I shook his hand um, when I was in the courtroom as uh, a witness on behalf of Paul Burks during the Zeke Rewards trial. So he lives in North Carolina. Uh, Robert Fitzpatrick does. I'm not telling you any information that's not true. So um, meaning like I'm not revealing like, okay, well, like, oh, you're doxing him, telling him where he lives. He openly says that he lives in North Carolina. So he was at those trials. Unfortunately, he never got a chance to hear my testimonial or my witness uh, countering things and everything else like that. And by the way, um, there are some rumors that I heard he started. It might even be in his book that I was fined as a result of that, and that's not true. Um, so I don't know where they do their research from. But um, the uh, funny thing, when the... Uh, when the, when the FTC had the opportunity, or the lawyers for the FTC had the opportunity to cross-examine me, they didn't. They said, no, thank you, Judge. We have no questions, which was kind of interesting, <laughs> which was kind of interesting. But anyway, so having said any or all of that sort of stuff, that kind of sets the record straight there. But Robert Fitzpatrick has said, even on our radio show in 2015, um, where I interviewed him, that he doesn't know anybody that can actually make a living selling the products in MLM without recruiting or with recruiting, but making money on selling the products. He doesn't know anyone. And back in 2015, I didn't want to get into it with him, but I said, you know, Robert, but I did say that I did say this on that radio show. I said, Robert, I do. Just because you don't doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I do. I deal with them every day distributors that buy our leads, company owners that I talk to, leaders themselves. Yes, a lot of people make a lot of money through recruiting. That's the way you build a business. I could never build an Electrolux area of 96 stores if I was the only salesman. So, of course, you have to recruit people. Recruiting is a natural transition in many things. But the idea that you don't know anybody that can make a living is not really an issue. It's just, you know, I didn't want to say it. I said, you really got to look at your research. You probably haven't tried very hard, and I'm not really sure why you haven't tried very hard. His critics would say that would poke a hole in his program. But recently, just as early as Saturday, Scott Johnson and I did a radio show where we interviewed a nice young gentleman. I won't mention his name, only because I didn't ask for permission. I don't want hate mail going to him. But he was said the same thing. He regurgitated the same thing. No one can make any money selling the products in retail. And I'm like, you know, and then there's an idiot. His name is Marco Mukaber. Always Marco is his brand name. Uh, Marco Mukaber, spell it right, M-O-U-K, like Mook, you know, like a jerk. Mook, Habir, H-A-I-B-E-R. If you can't spell it, just go to alwaysmarco.lol, because he's a joke. Alwaysmarco.lol, because he's a joke. Well, people like Marco Mukaber, who now regurgitate Robert Fitzpatrick on his Ponzi economics, or Ponzi-nomics they call it, um, that no one makes any money selling retail. They never had anybody. No one ever did. And it's just like, this is stupid. So I spoke to a gentleman recently, and we were talking about different ways to be able to build businesses through influencers. And I said, you know, could you be here on our radio show and explain that you know people that make money selling product to end customers? 
Sometimes they do it at wholesale, sometimes they do it at retail, sometimes they do it at whatever price they choose. But the bottom line is there's a lot of people, and I'm going to be quiet pretty soon and let this gentleman speak. Now, I know my critics are going to want me to identify the companies, maybe the distributors, and maybe even this gentleman's name. But between me and you, I don't know them any justification. And because there's such known haters, I mean, these people are trolls. I mean, just friggin' trolls. Marco Mukobear, last Saturday, called me probably 12 to 15 times at night. I think it was from midnight, like my time, on a Saturday night. He's calling me midnight till 1 o'clock in the morning to try to get me on his YouTube channel. So these people are just trolls, idiots, complete idiots sometimes. So to honor the people that are doing the right way and never get distracted with people that are just haters and doing stupid stuff or completely fools or ignorant or incompetent because they can't even do their own research, I'm going to call this gentleman Scott. It's not his real name, but Marco. We're going to call him Scott just in honor of Marco because Scott Johnson and I do this radio show. <laughs> so so <clears throat> I'm going to try to keep it to the topic, and I know Scott's not your real name, and you don't have to go yeah. through any of your background, but you're a real guy, uh, very successful in MLM and many MLMs and I want to focus on the idea that people can actually sell product and not recruit and make a considerable part-time or maybe even a full-time or above-average full-time income so I'm going to be quiet and I'll let you talk after that long-winded introduction from me so back to you well this is quite different I, I've, I've never been Scott before so right. <laughs> it's a minute to get used to that one I, I like it though. It's, it's, there you go. It's a good name. It's easy to um, spell. So there are there's a lot of myth uh, about relationship marketing, and I like you came from a sales background, and um, with uh, you know different health related uh, products. Uh, water conditioning equipment, reverse osmosis units, that sort of thing, and just you know sales in general. So when I tried to apply normal sales to MLM, it, it did not work well because in a sales situation you are you're closing, and in an MLM you're supposed to be uh, listening and helping and uh, not closing. So there's a, people do MLM very badly. And then MLM gets a real bad rap because there's so many uh, scoundrels that are uh, attracted to the, the easy prey. You get somebody who's highly charismatic and, and they spin webs of deceit and gullible people fall for it. Uh, and so I, I'm with you. I, I think that there's <clears throat> a great need for integrity and honesty and <clears throat> and it's not something you can fake and uh, and life is very um, uh, neutral it just is a feedback loop uh, in my opinion and so what we put out comes back to us and you can't fool the system so if you're trying to teach people how to be you know hardcore salespeople and close deals, uh, you're not going to be successful in networking because that's not the business that we're in. And 
and and to misrepresent it is is a is a danger both to you know for your well-being and is also not very kind to the people that you're approaching now for someone to say that you cannot earn a living in a network marketing company simply by representing the product and in, and 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 having a large uh, base of customers now if you want to call signing up customers or uh, uh, you know uh, small mom and pop reps as recruiting I might take a little bit of exception to that the 95% of all the people all the sales in the, in the company that I'm with uh, are just customers they are they are not builders and uh, so right off the bat the first thing you should never say is that some doing something like this is is easy uh, and because for somebody who is painfully shy, that would be completely untrue. And if you mis misrepresent what this is and what this is about and what it's like, then that's on you, and you you know you you will have no success, and probably a lot of negativity show back up as a response to what you're you're sowing into life. However. This has always been a business about finding people of influence. Now, let's just get a couple of basic things. If you are with a company that is true, is truthful, and you have a really excellent offering, a product or product line that really is superior, and you have validation of all that, you're not just selling something just to get a sale. You know, you don't put some junk in a bottle and hawk it because you want to make money. If that's what you're up to, that has nothing to do with the conversation that we're having right here, right now. But let's say, for instance, uh, one of the things that we see pretty frequently is we have children with uh, uh, learning issues and communication issues. And uh, sometimes that's related to diet or of toxicity or all sorts of different reasons and if um, that child is exposed to something that makes a difference in that situation you're not going to shut that parent up and that's an influencer because that parent is going to influence everybody they know and in that broadcast of information that may spark one or two you know, folks who also have or blabbermouth and want to share something they find extremely cool with other people who are in the same situation they're in. MLM has always been that way. <clears throat> it's always about the enthusiasm of someone's response to a legitimate offering. Uh, and if you get this artificial stuff of hyping people up uh, for this or for that, and there are some people out there who who believe in the monetary approach to the business that you don't have to be stuck in a nine to five. You can set your own hours and work from home if you're disciplined enough and you're willing to do outreach enough. In those situations, it's a given that you're dealing with something with integrity. But unfortunately, in this business, that's not always true. So you, you do have to do your research. You do have to find out what you're about, and you do have to find something that's meaningful. Now, what's happening these days, which I find extremely fascinating, 
is that there are a lot of people who don't want anything to do with recruiting other business builders. Their only desire, these influencers, are to uh, find a product they can introduce to their own database. These influencers, uh, and uh, there's lots of names for them these days. Since the pandemic, it's really had an explosion of what are called digital marketers or Internet marketers or that sort not, not to be confused with an MLMer who is out building a downline of and you know recruiting people to do the same. These are people that if you are able to find them, these influencers, have zero.